Oh wow. It's done. Okay. Oh no. What have I done? So, I dropped out of college. It sounds so much more dramatic than it is. You know, usually a college dropout is immediately seen as a failure. Me, I mean, I definitely failed at college. None of my teachers and fellow students were surprised when I quit, which I'm a bit offended by. I don't care that I literally haven't been doing any of my work recently. That kind of judgment, it hurts, okay? But the thing is, I was failing college because I've been blooming into something else. I've been growing into this role of a professional, fine, amateur, evil genius. Which, like I said, I'm sick of calling it that. It's so inherently negative. Which is why I gave it like a second and decided to rename my profession. I don't think anyone will mind, seeing as there are probably not many more. So I dumped college to finally be able to devote all my energy into being a full-time techer. I realize that that's probably exactly what tech support fangirls call themselves, but I like the way it sounds. Like someone who's just knee-deep in techno stuff. Or even just a technician, like in a lab. Like I am when I work on my chemistry. Just because I'm out of college doesn't mean I'm just going to stop learning about science. Now that I'm out of college, I'm going to have to work on learning especially hard, actually. The only difference is, now I'm learning by Martin's example and internet courses, tailored to the specific subjects that I'm using in this techer business. First thing on that list is some studying up on business theory, actually. So far I've sold a few ray guns that Martin had already made to some of his regulars, and I've made sure to stick to his protocol exactly regarding prices, way of payment, and handover. Which is usually by mail, or the way I did it with Minimizer. But if I have to keep... Screw it, because I want to keep doing this. There, I said it. I'm going to have to know what I'm doing. The ray gun market is a perilous one, that's for sure. And I'm going to find out as much about it as I can, and how to handle it. Which... <sighs> includes getting to know Liverpool's underworld a little bit better. A.K.A. The villain community. Like I said, so far I've only sold to regulars of Martin's, and I don't plan on selling to anyone Martin doesn't trust. So, only Martin's customers and people those customers vouch for. That's a reasonable business model so far, I think. Speaking of so far, I haven't had to make new ray guns since I'm selling Martin's leftovers, but I'm going to run out of those soon. I don't really trust my ray gun building abilities to be well enough to just sell something I glued together without testing it quite yet. So first things first, I'm going to have to find a way to test these, and I'm not sure how to do that yet. It's not like I can just bring these to a shooting range or fire off a few rounds. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be tricky. Unforeseen consequences of taking over an illegal business, I guess. Ironically, this would be the thing Gordon would be great at helping me with. And now, having quit college, I'd have the time for it too. But our relationship is still in that weird stalemate. Like I said I would, I'm engaging with him more again, but this time my reluctance isn't the problem. No, really. It's his. Remember how he wasn't enthused about my criminal path last week for very long? Well, he's still doing that. Whatever that is. It's like he's questioning my motives, which isn't fair at all, because this time around I actually intend on doing illegal things, and back when I didn't mean it, he was all for it. I swear, this guy couldn't figure out signals if someone wrote them on a piece of paper and fed them to him. And I'm just one step away from actually doing that. I mean, I feel like a car in a perpetual U-turn I'm signaling so much. Loud and clear. I want to be doing crime. 
I want you to do crime. I like you doing crime so much I want to film you doing crime. You know, for totally innocent reasons. My inhibitions about him being a murderer are very well covered by my frustration with him, I'm sure. But he's still evasive, questioning my motives even. And before you go blaming it on me, my behavior around him hasn't changed from the beginning. I went from pretending to be a head-over-heels-in-love-with-him crime enthusiast to now still pretending to be in love with him, but an actual crime enthusiast. The only thing that was ever different between us was... Well, the time I was scared of him because... But that wouldn't... What the hell does he think is wrong with me? He had so many correct options and yet it landed on... What, that I was getting into crimes for... Revenge on him? How does that even make sense? Anyway, he's been reluctant to do anything crime-related with me. And has reduced our relationship to having awkward almost conversations and passive-aggressive almost arguments. The only thing we don't do almost is avoid certain topics. That's blatantly obvious. I avoid Martin, he avoids crime. And so round and round our conversations go, both of us half saying nothing all the time. That explanation sounded frustrating to you? Think about how I'm feeling. Yeah, for this whole reason, I'm not telling him that I'm currently looking for a new roommate at all. I'm afraid he'd see it as a great opportunity to find out for what wrong reasons I'm suddenly getting into criminal stuff so fast. I also don't want him to interpret it as a subconscious wish to have him closer to me. He's currently in the perfectly screwed up mindset for an assumption like this. I'm starting to think at this point I could just break up with him for real, but then my opportunity to get him in jail would be gone. I'll see he might still kill me. Do I sound scared? I am, but on a weirdly subconscious level. Consciously, I'm just too annoyed at him. Consciously, he's currently a moron. But my frustrations with Gordon is thankfully balanced with some quality time with my sister. Audrey isn't evasive at all, and her ways of caring about my well-being feels, well, not more honest. In its own way, Gordon's worry is also honest, if nonsensical. But Audrey is, well, worried about me, for the right reasons. She's always kind of concerned about me and the decisions I make in my life, in the annoying sisterly way. But she also knows that something has been going on in my personal life that, well, messed me up. And other than Gordon, she isn't trying to psychoanalyze me. She just comforts me. She's open to talking about what's wrong, but only if I want to. Much more relaxed that way. And with Audrey, I mean, she doesn't really get the time to fuss over me anyway, what with her really important job and all. Because while she's very concerned with me, she still values her job. A lot. And that's fine. With her, I can just be myself. Well, mostly. I mean, she doesn't know about my tech or profession, or that I'm acquainted with Reaper. Or that I dropped out of college, but hey, those are the things she'd probably silently, or in the case of Reaper, less silently, judge me for. So around her I can be, let's say, my quote-unquote best self. The self that is societally recognized as best. Most good. My most good self. Right. Speaking of most good, I haven't really been keeping track of the hero news for obvious reasons. Also, I don't really have to anymore. Audrey keeps me informed. And the sciencey stuff I'm already working on, so... There won't be much of that anymore. I know what you're thinking. You'll miss the theme song, won't you? Okay, I've been fidgeting with this thing this entire time. I should really put it away. You'll hear from me, I guess. 
tired. Well, TV, here I come. There ought to be something interesting being used about right now, right? Where's my remote? Hero stuff. This is Miranda Amelie reporting live from the court hall, and I have the honor of talking to one of Liverpool's most dynamic superhero dudes. Stargirl on Texport. Ah, so missed. too bad. What the twins are cool too. Ooh, an I interview. Gotta hear this. Excuse the question, but how do your colleagues keep you apart? Oh, no one keeps us apart. Fair enough. So, how was the I hate that reporter's voice. It was quite interesting. The Duke of Darkness tried to... Ugh, not that guy. Poor twins. We caught him. I totally forget so that you have to get these him? guys in front of court well, as well. We had special gear provided by Innie, which protected us from the ray gun. So, he was pretty harmless. One moment, please. Whoa. Excuse me, do you need a turn? Okay, that is pretty cool. What were you talking about? Oh my about? god, that just switched. That's quite impressive. I guess. We were talking about the Duke of Darkness. <sighs> Boring. And how he fought against him. You can't really call it fighting. He was such an idiot. As if the Duke of Darkness would actually be any trouble for the twins. Duh. So what's the verdict? Well, he will More boring. Why can't there be just, I don't know, an exciting robbery going on? I am slowly realizing that I'm a horrible person. Really? For amateur reporters, this is pretty cool. Oh, shit! I'm still recording! Damn it. Thank you for listening to Normally Ordinary. Today you heard the voice of Esther Reisenberger as Amelia Travis. The enthusiastic reporter is voiced by Victoria Trefold. The twins are voiced by Iris Schaffhauser. If you like and want to support this show, please rate and review it anywhere you can and spread the word among your friends. And remember, behind every mask is something you should be worried about.